If you're looking for the most amazing podcast ever, well, this isn't it. You're listening to The Average Fellas Podcast, guaranteed to let you down and leave you unsatisfied. Welcome to another episode of the Average Fells Podcast. I'm your host, Zodi Zach, coming to you live all the way from Riverside, California, on another beautiful Monday morning, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, it's Monday morning. Whew. Oh, man, I'm excited for for the week, man. Hey, super exciting. Uh, it's a holiday today. It's MLK Day. You know, we're not taking the day off here at the Average Fells Podcast headquarters because we got work to do. We got an awesome episode today. I uh, got an amazing guest on the call today. Uh, but, I, hey, I wanted to just... Um, I drop this by you guys. Uh, drop by our website, www.averagefellows.com, and check out what we got going on there, guys. We have the Coffee Subscription Club. The AFP Coffee Sub Club is live. So if you want to purchase your four ounce bag of specialty craft roasted coffee, drop by our website. You can get it there. It's reoccurring, means that we're going to send four ounces of the specialty craft roast to your door every month. Okay. Um, and then we also have the uh, 12 ounce. Uh, $14.99 bag of, 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 of coffee as well. And that's specialty craft roasted coffee sent directly to your door. The 12 ounce bag is not the subscription based model, but is you can get a one-time purchase of that 12, 12 ounce bag. Anyways. Okay. Enough about that guys. The coffee's delicious. I'm drinking it right now. I can't, <laughs> I can't brag about it enough. Um, but yeah, and also drop by our YouTube. We got a lot of bonus content on the YouTube channel, guys. A lot of stuff on how to make your coffee. Uh, and yeah, just a lot of cool little videos there. Unboxings, if you like to watch unboxing stuff, check it out. That's the Average Fells Podcast YouTube channel as well. Once again, guys, thank you so much for rating, liking, reviewing, subscribing, all those good things. I think I got through it all, guys. That's under two minutes, all right? Just so you know, that's under two minutes. I got through all the announcements, all right? This, we're not playing around here. <laughs> all right. So, without further ado, guys, I'd like to bring on my guest uh, today, and today's guest is a, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, a friend of mine that I, I met through my friend Ryan. Uh, man, Ryan's such a reoccurring character on the podcast. He's, like, s- so meta around here. Um, <laughs> anyways, a good, it's a good, good friend of mine, uh, drummer uh, and social media content guru, uh, Travis Cook of Red Keep. What's going on, Travis? How are you, man? What's going on, man? How you been? I'm doing good, man. I'm excited to be on the call with you, dude. This is a this is a good one. I'm a musician. You're a musician, so you know how that goes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Hey, like this is pretty much those conversations that we had back in the day, just recorded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. That's that's why I started podcasting because I was like, hey, I spend too much time at the garage with my friends. <laughs> I might as well make money doing it, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. No, and and also just. Because what else are we gonna do right now too? Like it's, it's might as well knock out two birds and one stone, keeping uh, keeping in touch with people, and also like I don't know, kind of getting to do something. I think you and I have always kind of wanted to do, is be able to kind of almost talk for a living. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you, man. I 100% agree with you about that. It's true. I just I've I don't know. I th- I think you're probably one of the people who who would be honest about your feelings because uh, when it comes to art and it comes to expression, because you're a musician, man, like I know you've been in the business for years now. Um, spe- okay. So feels like an eternity. <laughs> it, yeah, I know. Right. Well, cause like once you start, once you learn how to play an instrument, you are forever dubbed a musician. Like there's no, there's no doubt about it. You know, it's like riding a bike. Oh, yeah. um, Without a doubt. 
Exactly. And so, I, I mean, and that, I think I speak on behalf of all musicians, like skill level wise too. Like even if you know how to play the chords and you might be out of like, you know, out of practice, but you give it a couple of weeks, that person will pick it up just as, just as easy, you know? Oh, it's right in the bike. You get right back in it. Exactly. For sure. Like, like there's been times when like, I'll take a couple of weeks off just to kind of breathe <laughs> and I'll get going on it. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. All right, let's go. It's this is this is frustrating, and then you get going on it. And you're like, okay, I'm right back where I was. Okay, we're good. And yeah. sometimes I feel like you get, you know, you're honestly better after you take that little bit of a break. You know, oh, it's, it's weird. It's it's so true. It's because it's it's I don't know. It just ah, musician. We, 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 yeah, we know. Uh, so, I mean, this is enough <laughs> about enough about me and my my thoughts about musicianship stuff. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. I know, like, like we're talking about, we are you're a musician. I'm a musician. Tell me a little bit about your uh, just yourself. What do you what are you into? What do you like? Oh man, that's always that's always the the fun question to answer because I hate hate talking about myself. Like that's just something I'm not used to doing because I don't know. Growing up, I always felt like oh you know, Travis is talking about himself again, and oh, but, you know, when it comes into, like, stuff like this, it's like, you know, you know what, I get to, I get to talk about myself, and I enjoy that, so, <laughs> I know, right? no, uh, basically, yeah, just a musician, man, um, I get to uh, uh, do some really, really cool stuff, I'm not gonna lie, like, over the last couple of years, I've been really, um, really, 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 really lucky to do some of the things that I've been doing, um, but even to pull that back a little bit outside of music, uh, you know, I work for the school district here in town. Um, you know, that's something that I've always really enjoyed. I like being able to, you know, go out there and, and try to make some type of difference in some type of way to these young kiddos, um, especially seeing, like, you know, especially in times like this where you just really don't know, like, it's such an unprecedented time. So all these kids, you know, having these hard, you know, I guess you can say trying to figure out how to navigate through this world. Yeah. Um, you know, just being able to help them with that. Uh, it's funny considering that literally I'm a compute uh, computer tech, so I don't know how I usually manage to get my way into it, but I do. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, just being able to do that, um, and also just kind of just learning how to um, doing more than just the music part of it. Also getting into the music business side of it, um, and then I've actually weirdly enough never thought I'd ever get into it, but recently got into uh, videography and photography and whatnot just because I saw a need for it for yeah. our band and, and our brand going forward. So I was like, you know what? That's something I've always really been into. I've always wanted to like get into you know filming stuff and doing that kind of thing. And, and I was like, well, why not? I got all the time in the world now, so might as well try to start learning how to do it. And now I've done... I've done three music videos and countless playthroughs now and just kind of you know learning each and every single time so wow. I, I guess you could say that's kind of me in a nutshell right now uh just waiting for the conor mcgregor fight too on top of that so <laughs> <laughs> that's that's literally travis cook in like a minute and a half two minutes <laughs> wow man hey dude you sound like a really cool dude you sound like a cool fella <laughs> I, 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 it's funny. That I try, you, say, you know, that, that's, that's my end of the day. I want to be that way, you know, <laughs> just, I just want to be a cool fellow, man. That's, that's, that's pretty that's my, my goal. It literally is. That is the goal right here. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, you talked, you mentioned a lot of things here. You talked about 
how your computer tech is is the, not just it's the job that you that you work at. You mentioned drums. You mentioned videography, photography, mm-hmm. um, and you sort of. I mean, like it sounds like you have your hand on a few, like uh, just like creative windows, you know, of opportunity with music and video and photography, and then even with computers, even mm-hmm. computer tech stuff, like solving problems with a computer is it take it's a talent. It takes a talented person to do that because, like, I don't know if you've had to deal with this during the COVID situation. Is people don't know how to use their computer, you know? Oh, it's been crazy. It's just been. Oh wild. my god! Yes, that's literally like. The amount of parents I've talked to, literally, since I would go, you know, here and there I talked to a couple parents. I legitimately, the first two months, I was talking to at least seven to ten parents a day, just trying to get them to feel confident enough to be able to help get their kid on the right page starting out in something that we aren't used to. And luckily, you know, our our campus was already ahead with the distance kind of stuff. Like, we were already online doing stuff. So we kind of had a little bit of a head start, but... Honestly, like, you know, just being able to uh, to adapt. And that, and I'm glad that like yeah. I can feel that, you know, being a musician and, and being in that world helped me learn how to do that better because if I didn't know how to adapt on, a, on like, a drop of a hat, yeah, I would have been way more stressed out than I was, you know? Yeah, man. Dude, that's so crazy to think of it that way because it's true. You know, as a musician, you learn – you have to learn change-ups. You got to learn how to go from one tempo to the next. Oh, yeah. You know? Turn, and and mm-hmm. it has to if you're a gigging musician, it's got to be on the drop of a dime. And like I, I mean, it's it's crazy to. I mean, I never thought that you know music guys that you know spend a lot of time on their computers would end up being like the answer to the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> right? No, yeah, that's exactly exactly the case. Like I never thought of it that way, but it's really the truth. Like I, I mean, I'm. There's been times, especially you know, with the the couple of the tours that I've done with with uh, SJC, like we've had to we've gone to venues and not, not know what we're getting ourselves into, what the stage is going to be like, what the PA is going to be like. We've done all that, and we're just like, oh my goodness, you know, what are we going to do? And legitimately, like we just figured it out. Like yeah. like I'll go into that story, you know, a little bit later. But man, it is like doing the stuff that I've done with those guys, and you know, being kind of like the the pioneer. Um, with such a company as well, like, you know, working with them and being the first ones to do what we've been doing uh, definitely makes you learn things quickly on the fly. That's for sure. So, you know, and that's really benefiting me going forward because I'm, I'm very much like a, you know, orderly kind of person. Like, I like to plan everything else like that. So, like, learning how to not, you know, have everything planned out and just to do it, ooh, yeah. that took me a minute to learn for sure. <laughs> no, I mean, totally. It's... I mean, who knows? I mean, that podcasting, like this whole entire podcasting thing, getting on the internet, um, I sort of already had all the knowledge and capable like skills to do it. And then this year just sort of, uh, just sort of opened up an opportunity to just get, just dive into it. You know what I'm saying? Like really use the opportunity to do that. And the Mm -hmm. more and more I discovered that the more and more I was doing it, the more I was discovering that people didn't know how to use their computers as well as I thought most people did, you know? So yeah. Um, so now it's really just become like a, Hey, how can I, you know, be of help and service and show you guys like little, little tips and tricks on how to get through it all. You know what I'm saying? How to figure out how to do this online. So 
I mean, I, I it's oh, yeah. it's I'm glad that I, I to hear your hear kind of like the direction that you've been like working in and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, it sounds very familiar. I know there's a ton of guys out there, a ton of musicians out there who've dabbled in recording software, who've become like heroes during the pandemic. You know, mm-hmm. it's. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, what else are we going to do? Right. Exactly. This is a, like this we is have time. to like it, and, and that's the good part about it. Exactly. It's being able to, you know, the, my whole concept and the way I look at this whole pandemic and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, you know, it's absolutely horrible, you know, that, that we're having to go through all this. But at the same time, like, honestly, I know it's going to sound kind of morbid in some sense and, and no disrespect to anybody that's had the hardships that's Right. come with pan the you know the pandemic and whatnot like right. I feel that but luckily I've been fortunate enough to say that I haven't been and, and really you know uh, th- throughout this entire pandemic I've actually been able to grow quite a bit and not only myself but like you know our the band and everything else like you know we we released an album during a pandemic and we put out singles for every single you know every song on the CD was put out as a single wow and we did that <clears throat> excuse me we did that in uh you know, starting in June, you know, and, and that was like, oh, crap, like, we got to do something, you know, and, and what we did is, is at first, you know, it was really hard to adapt to it, but then we're like, you know, we have all this time now, and it's like, and Frank Zuma from Sum 41 said this, and I and it stuck with me, and he said, the people that don't thrive and do something during the pandemic and just say, and just keep saying, like, when it's over, when it's over, when it's over, those ones are not going to be remembered. The ones that are going to be remembered are the ones that are pushing and doing stuff and working hard and figuring out how to get through, you know, and do what they're doing. Yeah. Even during a pandemic when it's not easy to do. He's like, those ones are going to be the ones that are going to be remembered and, and have a foot up, you know, when the world does come back to normal. So that's yeah. been like my drive mentality, you know, for this whole entire thing. And I've been really blessed and really lucky to say that, you know, been very healthy <clears throat> everybody around me you know has been great so it's just you know and and I feel for those people that haven't had that you know I wish I can help them out but um you yeah, know luckily no. I've been fortunate enough to say that I haven't had to deal with that so it's been nice <laughs> thankfully <laughs> dude I know man tell me about it man I feel the same way and but it's true though I think it's true I think now is like now is the time to really get get solidified like rooted on the internet for me as like a business in like podcast so exactly i totally agree with you like if you're not if you're not building it or like working towards that next step right now during the pandemic then you know after you're you know it's all catch up you know and so this for me is just kind of like all right if i can get some of this stuff done and like really rooted and like get the systems in place that when you know business is back you know i'll be ready to to start running, you know what I'm saying? Like that's my, been my goal with this podcast and sort of mm-hmm. small business thing. And I'm, I'm glad that like you're having the same thoughts too. Cause I, I don't know. I just feel like you're in the same kind of like bubble digital bubble world right now. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah. So for sure. Well, and, and two, it's like, it's not slowing down on us, you know, like, mm-hmm. like that time and all that stuff, like we can be doing, you know, all this, you know, waiting game and, and we don't see an end in sight. Like we don't know when this is going to end. So it's like, does it make sense for us to sit it around and wait? You know what I mean? It's like, obviously we need to do things safely and everything else, but it's like, you know, luckily we can do this at our houses or we could do this yeah. out of our office or, right. you know what I mean? And, and it's like being able to invest in yourself during a time when you can't invest in anything else other, you know, I think that, and you know, 
I really I really struggled with it for an, for a minute, but I had to think about this and kind of move forward with it. Was you know the, during this time, it's like it's adapting, but also being able to you know it's able to it's kind of made us purposely slow down. You know, everything was so fast, and everything was always going and going and going and going, and it was like you know what you know, we never had time to invest into ourselves. And I think that's super important to be able to do that. You know, be able to invest in yourself, invest into your own brand, and be, be able to invest in things that you always wanted to do. Yeah. And it's like, we have the time to do it now, so it's up to us to do it, you know? That's just my mentality with that. No, I agree, man. Totally agree. Hey, so I want to get back to these podcast questions, man. <laughs> we've been uh we just been oh yeah we just started <laughs> hey but that's how that's how the podcast that's why that's that's how i know that you we were meant for podcasts bro this, this was gonna happen you know <laughs> um so right. so you, you you did talk about drums and uh so i want to ask the question simple question why drums like what was the deciding factor to play drums <laughs> so funny enough um I was a jazz trumpet player before I played drums. I was like, that was my thing. Uh, and I only got to play that because my mom, quote, my mom, quote unquote, told me that uh, drums were not available for me to play at the, when I was in elementary school, which now I'm looking back like, mom, I know what you did there. Wink, wink. But um, basically, I was just like, I always wanted to play drums. That was always something that I thought was just so fun looking. It just sounded cool. Like, yeah. That was it. So, you know, I, I really took to playing trumpet, and that was, I got really, really, like, stupid good at it. That was, you know, I didn't play sports. That was my sport, you know. I played, and I played, and I played, and I played, and I got bored because I just, I was like, all right, well, this is the peak, you know. This is what I can do. Yeah. And then I saw an opening for uh, the drum position in um, junior high, and we were, because we had lost one of our main drummers, and our band director was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do for the drum line. So I was like, give me these drums. I'll learn how to play them. Like, <laughs> give them to me over to summer, and I'll come back, and I'll know how to play everything you need me to play. And literally, like, I took him. I didn't learn drums traditionally. Like, you know, I, I didn't learn, like, on a snare drum. I learned on tenors. So that's, like, multiple toms and stuff. Yeah. I learned on those because I, that was the drummer, what he played, the one that went to high school. So I started learning how to do that, and I just was like, this is so challenging, and I love that. And I can tell that there was no end in sight. There was no, like, peak. There was no place where I can go and be like, oh, man, I learned everything I can learn. What there's is literally, mastery? Drums are endless. What is mastery? You know? You know? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's like, so... In general or, or, or just, no, like, no, no, just know, like, hypothetically? When you, hypothetically, when you, play, when you talk about drums and you talk about, like, um, like you know, musicianship mm -hmm. like that, like, especially a drum like a tenor, bro, like, that's, dude... Some people oh, are yeah. wild. Oh, crazy, right? Dude, yes. Like, <laughs> and you want to talk about mastery? Like, when do you ever achieve, mm -hmm. like, some of those people, some of the things they do are nuts. Oh, yeah. And, and the cool thing about it, too, is there's, there's, you know, I saw that there was no way that I can ever master this instrument. There's no, I can be, always be very good at it. But there's no way that I'm ever going to stop learning. So, like, that is what really pulled me in and, and being able to say, like, man, I can go a million different ways with this, you know. Yeah. And I really, like, I really, really love that. And then I got in, you know, I didn't play a drum set until after high school. Like, my first, uh, you know, my first band was, 
I was a late bloomer, man. I was maybe, oh gosh, 20 years old. Um, and maybe 19, 20 years old. I had a band with a couple of, <laughs> a couple of fellas here in town that, um, you know, were, were a lot older than me. I was always the baby with it. And, uh, you know, we would do the whole, you know, hot dog heaven thing back in the day and oh, and all that stuff. And um, the good I just saw that. I was like, dude, the drums, this is the good old days, right? <laughs> and that's where I decided. I was like, you know what? Drums is where I want to go because I enjoy, you know, I enjoy it because I get to perform. I don't have to be the center of attention. I can be in the back and just play and, and enjoy it. And I don't know, just the thought of, like, being able to get up there and be that, like, instrument that everyone – well, in my mind, everyone talks about is, you know, because I, for me, it's always like hearing people say like, dude, the drummer, man, the drummer's sick. And I want to be like, I want to be that cool drummer. Or like, can I be that cool drummer? So yeah, drums. And it's just fun too. It's just in the community. And I don't know I can go on and on about why, why drums, but honestly, it's just because of the challenge. That's basically why I chose it is because I wanted it to be challenging. Dude, that's, that's a, that's a really interesting and uh, like passionate answer about drums, you know, because you can tell, like you, there is a lot of thought invested in your relationship with your instrument at some point in time, you know, like, do I continue this or do I just give up on it? And I think mm -hmm. like you, when you talk about, when you look at an instrument mm -hmm. and you think about how the mass, when you, in, 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 in like in learning that skill and learning that craft, like it's endless because mastery level only continues to get even further and further from, you know, where you're at. Like when you look, when you really think about the instrument. Oh yeah. That's a super cool answer, dude. I've never heard somebody say it like that, but it makes a lot of sense. I think that's why I like, I like the video game, like Minecraft. I don't know if you've ever played that game. Um, but it's sort of like, a Oh yeah, for sure. It's mm -hmm. sort of is, has this sandbox experience where there's, like a rudimentary understanding of how to play the game and then a, how to build in the game. And then you see people do these crazy things. It's like pretty much endless. It's, it makes, it's such a weird <laughs> philosophical answer, but dude, that's, that was great. That was such a great answer. No, I, and, hey, and I think too, the idea of like knowing that it's endless, you know what I mean? Like knowing that it's only up to like your creativity. Yeah. And it, it, I don't know. I feel like it also can help you get out of that, like that little, uh, ditch and where you're like oh like I'm, i don't know what to do here and then you see someone else doing you're like thank you and you move on to the next thing you know yeah exactly no no totally totally man that's why i love youtube dude i love youtube because it just gives you you might need that that oh it's great little bit of inspiration to figure out how to get to the next step but totally man totally mm -hmm. get it hey so when did when did music when did when did music become like the goal or like become sort of like, uh, I guess like a job sort of goal, because it seems like you've gone from a passion from a mm -hmm. perspective of like an artist, passion, musicianship sort of thing. And now we're starting, like you start working with SJ drums, right? SJC. Is that was, is that correct? Yeah. SJC. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when yep. did you, how did that, like, what does that yeah. transition look like for you? Um, honestly, you know, what's funny is I never thought about that, like where, where it kind of like flip flop from being something that was a hobby to like something that was legitimate. Um, obviously, you know, like the band and I have been really lucky to, to have opened up for a lot of our favorite acts and just been able to have, you know, 
slowly and slowly be inching our foot more and more and cracking open that door um, as we've gone through. And, um, you know, and like, we're, you know, we're constantly building and whatnot. But I think we're really turned over to where it's like, oh, like, this is actually like, here's, you know, I see the, the top of the top level of our genre of music. In, and that was a couple years back. Uh, oh, gosh, I think it was, I think it was about four or five years ago now. Um, I had gotten a call from uh, from Mike, that the owner of SJC, and he was like, "Hey, um, I need someone to drive a U-Haul. I need you. I need someone to drive a U-Haul in LA to pick up some drums." And that that was all I was told at first. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, I'm in. I'm not in LA, but I'll figure it out. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna pass up an opportunity on that. You know? Exactly. So I was like, "Yeah, like, whose drums am I picking up?" And he's like, oh, I need you to pick up Jay Weinberg from Slipknot's Drums. you got to go to Slipknot's uh, factory, or not factory, uh, warehouse to pick him up. Um, you know, like, here's all the stuff that you need, blah, 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 blah. Um, call this guy when you get there, and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, who? Wow. <laughs> you know, I had to read it a couple times thinking, like, man, like, because Slipknot's my favorite band growing up. Like, yeah. literally yeah. growing up, that was the band that changed everything for me, right? So I'm like, okay, like, you know, still in my mind, not really thinking much of it. Like, this is just a cool thing to do, whatever. So I went and picked up the drums and, and got the CD stuff from, like, the, the the DVD that they had put out and all that stuff. And I don't know, just seeing stuff from my childhood that I always thought was going to be so far away from me that yeah. I'd never, ever be able to see, I'm touching it right now. You know what I mean? Like, that's how it would be. Like, like you know, these are the drums that were on their last headlining chore. Tap. I'm, I'm taking a picture with these just because I can. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was stuff like that. And just kind of seeing that, you know, you know, and then getting to go, it was all for the NAMM show. And, um, you know, uh, we set up Jay's kit and got to actually, like, set up one of my favorite drummer's kits and be able wow. to say, like, wow, I did that. Like, this is, and that's right there where I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is, like, I can see that I have an, uh, an option and, and a pathway into this kind of world that like, exactly. you know, even more so than what I had ever thought I could do from a small town. Right. You know? Right. So being able to do that and like kind of seeing that and then you know, the, I guess you can say where it really, really came in, like, cause I was always kind of like, you know, flirting with it there, but where it really came in was when I did my first loyal to the craft tour with SJC, which was a clinic tour. And, um, you know, being able to go on the road with, one of the biggest drummers in the world being Frank Zumo from Sun 41 wow. and go out and not have a clue what we're doing other than a clinic and a master class kind of thing. But we wanted to do it differently. I drove, I was a merch guy and I teched wow. on that tour. And, um, that was where I was like, yep, I can do this. This is it. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome, man. And it's crazy. You know what I mean? Just to think, you know, that what when that happened, that opened so many doors going forward, like connections and, you know, Frank's one, one of my really good friends, you know, and it's just like these things that I've been able to do since then. I've done, I think, four of them, five of them after that. Yeah. It was just like, oh, my gosh. And I've never flown. I've never done anything until that. You know, I was able to go, you know, I flew to New York for the first time I've ever flown anywhere was to New York, you know, and, and I don't know, just, just so many crazy Baller. things. And it's just like it helped. I don't know. It helped me realize like what to do with the band, you know, what we can do with, as a group, what it takes to do it, you know. Just kind of taught me a lot of stuff while I was do doing that. That's I'm dude, that's such an interesting such an interesting story is like you 
it literally was like one opportunity that you jumped on, one opportunity that you took that you couldn't pass up, right? That you hustled for and you found mm-hmm. that spot and it opened up your eyes to a world that you dreamt of only living, that you dreamt of only experiencing, you know, like what musician doesn't want to work like oh, or yeah. do some sort of work, literally some sort of work related to your, to your, you know, your passion. Like when I was, I was working at, at the Fender factory for a bit before the Rona popped off. And do, honestly, it was just literally one of the mm-hmm. most interesting opportunities I've ever had in my life to put together these guitars. You know what I'm saying? It's like, whoa, holy smokes, this is so great. This is so cool. You know, like, oh, yeah. You don't, you never, you never think of it like, wait, this was an option. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was just kind of thinking, like, okay, well, you know, oh, exactly. maybe my hobby was never going to be my, you know, my thing. And that was sort of always like my, mm-hmm. my, my perspective of it. But then you find that there are ways that bridge the gap where it crosses that, you know, crosses, it tickles the itch, you know what I'm saying? And it also provides some sort of, you know, oh, yeah. a, um, a living of some sort, you know, that is amazing. When that opportunity comes your way, you're yep. like, wow, like I'm living the dream, you know? Oh, exactly. Like the people that like, you know, that you, you know, you see and you almost think they're, you know, larger than life. Like, oh, I'll never be able to get close to them. You know what I mean? Or I'll never be able to to work with them or whatever. And I think that comes from us being from such a small town where we don't really see many successes come out of here like that in our, like our line of work. Um, You know, typically, you know, if you're not in teaching, you're in farming or you're hairstylist or you're something else from this town, which is nothing wrong with that. But for me, it's like, I think wider than that. I wanted to do something crazier, you know, and, you know, that's why I wanted to do this. And and then getting to see, you know, that I get the rub elbows with certain people like that. It's like, wow, I, I never thought like, you know, I thought I'd do okay, but I never thought I'd do, you know, that well. Yeah. And there's so much more that I want to do. Like by no means am I anywhere close to where, you know, at the end of the day, like I'm not there, but it's just like the opportunities that are being provided to me now, it's just, it's crazy and I'm very fortunate to have that. And I honestly, I think it's just because like, you know, I, I see what it takes and I see the hard work that it takes to do stuff like this. Yeah. And, um, and, it, and it really helps like motivate you. You know what I mean? Definitely. Definitely, man. It's, it's, it's intense though. It is. It's, <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's because I mean, you're always, it's always a compare and contrast. It's always like, where am I at? What am I doing? What am I producing? How am I getting to the next level? Um, you know, and you're always sort of, you know, thinking that you're steps behind when you're in it. If you're, you're like, I don't know. I want, I want to say like, cause it's, you know, you're building a brand around red, keep the band, right? Like that's literally, that's a part of it. And then you yourself have your own business, you know, business, um, relationships as an individual person in the band. Cause the band is not just, you know, when we were kids, bands were Mm -hmm. fun, but at some point, you know, when you want to be successful with it, it becomes a business and it becomes a a way to demonstrate your services, you know? Um, And it really puts Mm -hmm. you in a perspective of like, now I have to provide, you know, some sort of demonstration quality things. Like then now you're doing photography and videos now, you know? So it's like all these little factors play Mm -hmm. into it that you've had to like puzzle piece together. You've had to build the relationships with p- business partners. You've had to build your band, you know, and you've had to 
literally build a brand in order to demonstrate, you know, certain functions, certain things that you can do. And, and, and then your relationships with business partners and what they're giving you and your responsibility. Like it's impressive, dude, it's impressive. And like, you are cutting out that little cloth, you're cutting out that spot in the market, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's a, it's, it's, it's really encouraging to see someone from Los Banos, a friend of a fellow friend, you know, from, from the community be able to, to do that and, and see you guys like people see it. I see it. You are reaching that you guys are working. It's working. That's what it is. It's not playing games. It's work. Oh yeah. And it's, it's really impressive. And and luckily I've been, you know, I'm blessed with, uh, I'm blessed with some really, really amazing band members too. Like they all work so hard and just like, you know, for the longest time, like with previous bands, I was always the one that had to do like the extra work. And now it's like, okay, I can rely on all five of the other dudes to be able to do anything that they have to do. And and then they always bring so much to the table. So it's like, you know, being able to, you know, have that, you know, that team to be able to do this. That's the only reason why we're able to do it is because, you know, we're, we're all so close and it's all such a family, but everyone has the same common goal. And it's just like, you know, uh, everyone's just working hard for it because we see that, you know, there's, there's that, that window and that door is cracked for us. It's just, now we just have to do the work. That's yeah. all it is, and and luckily it ta- and it takes a lot of work. And yeah, the guys are willing to do it with me, so you know it's I've been very lucky to have that. So, you know, we talked a little bit about uh, we talked about a little bit about your drum, but your you know what what drives you and your passion behind the drums. We talked about your a uh, little bit of your experience and in, in that professional uh, working musician sort of side of things. But uh, but what what's I guess a more general generally what is the goal as a musician at like for you personally because i mean we talked about business we talked about your band what but what personally is the goal as a musician so i have two ways to answer that like as far as um you know what i want to be you know what what i want to do as a musician is i want to be able to you know give an outlet for those people that don't have an outlet or give, you know, those people that have a hard time, you know, getting through these things and getting through, you know, whatever it be, like my, my, my end of the day, the goal is to help someone out, you know, just be able to help somebody get through, you know, whatever it be, because, you know, maybe someone shares the same experience that I have, or maybe someone, you know, can relate to one of the songs that we put out, or, or you know, something like that, and, and being able to, like, you know, being able to see, like, people say, wow, you guys inspired us, or, you know, you inspired me or anything like that. To me, it's like, that's amazing. Like being able to say like, or to have that much influence on somebody, you know, and being able to like, I don't know, being able to, to make a difference and, and being able to, to help them out. That's the, you know, something that I really want to have as a goal of mine. Another one would be like me personally, like what I want for myself out of it, honestly, is I just want to just keep doing it because I, I, my goal is just to have fun and, and enjoy it because this is the one thing that keeps me, you know, keeps me motivated. And, and it's the one thing that I know that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay at Like I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> decent at it. So it's like, I know that, you know, I, I can keep practicing at it and, and I don't, I don't know, just being able to, you know, the really be able to continue to challenge myself and, and do all that's, you know, really up there. But honestly, it's just being able to have fun and, and, I don't know, just put myself out there in the sense of, you know, kind of be inspirational for the younger people that are 
from small towns like us, you know, like yeah. that don't have a music scene, that don't have, you know, all these, but they have all the dreams to do all these larger than things, you know, larger than life things. Yeah. You know, I, I always tell the kids, you know, at my work, you know, whenever we do the talent show, it's like, you know, just because you're from a small town doesn't mean you can't do it. Yeah. You know, there's no reason for you to not be able to do it. It's it's up to you to make those opportunities. It's up to you to do it. You know, and that's just kind of how I, I look at it. That that's just my goal is just to have fun and be able to inspire and hopefully help somebody. That's man, that's awesome, man. I'm I'm glad that you said that because I I remember I was I was talking with uh I was talking with the. The uh, the guys from Dreamcatcher Studio. I don't know if you if Vanessa and Pat. I don't. Know you, I'm sure you're familiar oh, yeah. with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I yeah, talking, Pat, for I, sure. I had a chance to catch up with them oh, on yeah. the podcast too, and um, and I told them I was like, man, you guys don't understand. When we were kids, I wished somebody like you would have been around when we were kids because literally that's what it like. Their small studio that right. they have, like the the. In, and also the studio capabilities, your production capabilities. Like when we were kids, if somebody could do that, we would have paid them to do it for us. You know what I'm saying? We would, we would have been like, Get, take my money. Oh, you know? for sure. You know? For sure. So it's it's just so crazy that that now it's true. It's like that people, like you said, like you people, we are, bec- you know, you guys are becoming, we are becoming, you know, I'll include myself in that. Uh, the opportunities, mm-hmm. the uh, you know, the the support systems that we wish we had when we were kids, being creative individuals, being artistic musicians, you know, just DIYers. Really, that's kind of what the community was. We are a bunch of DIYers that yeah. wanted to do something, you know. Um, but mm-hmm. so you know, anyways, it's it's just. That was a really good answer, man. It really, that was it was a uh, one for the one for the homies, man. That's what it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> for sure. So, um, tell me a little bit about your band, Red Keep. I know, like we talked about them, haven't indirectly if we've talked about your band, but I, I really want to like give a moment to highlight your band here. Mm-hmm. Give me uh, talk. Tell me about your bandmates. Tell me about just give me the whole entire goulash of the band. Yeah. So. Um, so Red Keep was actually formed um, <laughs> inadvertently. Like we, we weren't planning on doing a brand change um, at the beginning of the year, but um, just given some circumstances that came about, we were like, you know what, it's time. Like we, you know, the, we had been known as Tamerlane. The name really wasn't um, marketable as what we wanted to do, and plus, like we made the name up, you know, when we were, I don't know, 23, 24 years old. So it was just kind of like. Eh, it's done its job, and two, the only two members from that band that were original were Brian and I. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like, all right, well, it's time to do something different that we can be behind and go forward, you know, brand conscious with. So, um, you know, when we were thinking of names, this one popped in into my head because I was, you know, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. So I was like, what would be something like? We started like finding different shows and different things that we, uh, That's so funny, you know, man. got it like we liked. And I was like, okay, you know, I'd go through and I'd write different names from different characters of the show or something. And um, and when it came to Game of Thrones, I was like, man, like Red Keep, that sounds sick. Like, you know, that's where they have uh, what they called like the throne room in Game of Thrones. Right. And I was like, that's really cool. And like, I read into the story of why they called it the Red Keep. And I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. And it just kind of, like, everyone was like, yeah, that works. So we stuck with it. Oh, and, um, you know, we, uh, 
the band itself was kind of made through other bands. So, um, you know, obviously the only two people from from Los Banas is uh, myself and Brian Lawrence, uh, which has been one of my best friends since, you know, way back when. Mm-hmm. And um, you remember him back from like State of April oh, and yeah, when he played with uh, Moses, yeah, uh, Brago and, and Kevin and all them. He's a 209. Um, He's a 209 so classic, he, man. Uh, Oh yeah, throwback, right? Throwback. So he, um, you know, it's only was really him and I, and um, and you know, we pulled in our, um, we had made friends with all the other guys in the band from playing shows with them. You know, uh, our guitar player Lance, um, he was in another band, and it was it's kind of crazy to think back, like almost ten years ago, that we played a show with them at this place called um, the Bell Tower Youth Center or something like that. Oh no, 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 just the Bell Tower, and uh, I was getting confused with Chinatown. Um, but yeah, we, we played a show with them at the Bell Tower. That was, I mean, let's put it this way. Because I played that show, I think I might, might have, like, like immunity to everything because of how dirty that place was, but it was awesome <laughs> at the same time. It was, like, super punk rock, and it was it was really cool. Um, but we played a sh- show with his old band, and we just clicked. Like, Lance was, like, the big brother that we never knew we had. Um, and he was the one that kind of helped shape everything because he was always the guy on the out side that was like you probably should do this dude you should probably do that and um we saw the opportunity when we needed a guitar player and we're like lance do you want to do it and he's like yeah i'll do it so and and he's from uh dinuba so at first we were like you know way back when we were like man driving all this way to be in a band that's crazy but now as an adult it's like okay yeah it's pretty common but um (laughs) you know he uh so he came over and then we had got our bass player because we used to have um a guy named Michael Jasso. I know you know Mike. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He was our bass player. He was in a lot of those. And he was in a lot of classic. LA when he was wanting to retire. Him. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, when he wanted to retire, he was like, you know, he had saw um, our now current bassist Brad and, and other bands, and he literally like before he told us he was gonna like you know hang it up, he was like, he went in contact with them, and we played a show with them, and uh, with Brad's old band, and he's like, hey, like, I- I'm not gonna do this anymore, like. You know, it's not that I don't want to. I just, you know, just life in general. So he's like, do you want to, would you take my spot? And he's like, yeah, I would love that. So, you know, he brought it up and Brad is a phenomenal bass player. He's the goofiest dude I've ever met. But, um, you know, we brought him in and, you know, at that time it was just, you know, us four. And then we had Scott, my, my cousin Scott. Um, and then Scott said, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm needing to move to Washington um, you know, just to, you know, better, you know, his wife's career and everything else, you know, and we're like, Hey, do whatever you need to do. So we were going to continue as a four piece. Um, and then we had our other guitar player, Zeke, um, came in right before that started happening. Um, which he was another guitar player for Lance. So Lance brought him in and it was just like, you know, this whole thing was, it was crazy. So we were just going to continue as that. Brian was going to take over both vocal duties and we were going to do it. And then um, Brian and I got stuck on a song. Dude, like, dude, who knew? I have no idea what to do on this. Who knew Brian would have been right? so, he was so great right? at screaming, dude? Who knew, man? Like, the guy, like, knocks it out of the park. Yeah, I was like, what? I would have never, like, it was out of nowhere. And and it's just because he can, you know, that's what I love about Brian is that he can literally, like, he was always that kind of guy that was there. And then, like, I could tell he had it in him, you know, but we didn't know. And then, like, he, 
he would you know come in and do some stuff on practices, and we're like, dude, this guy is really good. Dude, crushing and like, it, man. I was crushing like, it. dude, you're you're way better at this than anything else you're doing, dude. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, so we were we got stuck on a song, and uh, and we were like, all right, um, you know, Lance was like, let me send this to Sam. And that's like one of our good friends. And, and mind you, we all knew each other. We all would go to, you know, take trips together. We just never played in a band together. So he's like, let me send this to Sam and see what he can do. And he literally, like five minutes later, sent back another uh, clip of the song, which is the last song we put out. And we're like, oh, there it is. There it is. That's the missing piece that we need. And once we got Sam along, you know, it was just like off to the races. And, and Sam's very analytical. He's very much like the opposite of me because I hate numbers. I hate looking at numbers. I hate looking at statistics. I just want to do it. So yeah. he's kind of like my right hand man when it comes to like figuring out like strategy and figuring out like okay, this is what we need to do to, in order to get to this. And and he's really much like the person that will he kind of reins me in a little bit from like my ideas and and he'll have his and he'll be like he's kind of like the brain and I'm the one that will do it. You know what I mean? Like he'll think of it in a video like hey, can we do this shot? Done. Boom, yeah. I'm doing it. Execute. So it's nice. like a tag team in that. But um, yeah, and then we've just been doing it since then, man. Like those are, those. that's my family. You know, those guys I am very fortunate to have. Very, very fortunate to have. Well, it's a very cohesive unit. You know, you could tell in the execution on your guys' content. I watched quite a bit of the YouTube stuff already. And so I, I really enjoy watching uh just how it, you know it's really good man it looks it looks great man i mean you could tell you've put a lot of time Thank and effort you. into you know sourcing the right gear to get the right type of you know shot with the right sort of framing you know and like you've done your homework oh, yeah. you've watched compared contrasted you know um and that's one thing i'm doing too i'm i'm, I'm mm -hmm. trying to get better at that too myself i've i've always made like quick little simple like 2 3 minute videos and stuff and i've I'll, but i've always wanted to be a little bit more dedicated to youtube but i haven't sort of uh haven't haven't mm -hmm. fully invested into the the right gear for the YouTube stuff uh, yet, but um, dude, I'm just really I'm really impressed at the at the amount of effort that you guys have. You know, you can see that you've t put in to to make the production value. I mean, audio value, or the audio production value, the video production, everything is like you know you're you're mm -hmm. crossing all your t's, dotting all your eyes. It's executing on you know all levels. Yeah, trying, like, yeah, sure. really good. And that's true, but I mean, like, I'm talking about the serious you. content yeah, creation, you know, goal. like real content creation. Like, it, I mean, you oh, can, yeah. nobody's going to take your time to watch your video if it's not looking great. It's so, like, I get it. And like, I understand like my own, I know where I'm at in my video production. So I'm like, okay, like there's a level I have to get to. And I can see what you guys have invested in the time and effort. Anyways, um, I just keep, man, it just, this is, this is such, this is gonna be a long episode, man. Um, I mean, we're, we're getting through the questions here, but it's a good one, man. This is a good juicy episode. So, uh, I, it's always like this when there's musicians on this it's call, fun. dude, it's always like this when there's another musician on the call, right? Dude, I got to get Pat back on the, on, on, on the, on the, oh, yeah. on the show. Um, cause I told him I, him and Nick Stockdale, Nick Stockdale and Pat, I got to get them both on the call. Um, yep. cause dude, we, last time we had our episodes, mm -hmm. like we wanted to chat for days, but, um, anyways, let's move on to it's the next one. Especially when you, when you don't get to talk to much people, you know, many people about it, it's always, uh, it's always exciting to get out there and, and too, like, yeah, I haven't done a podcast other than mine for a while. So this is great. Dude. Awesome, man. No, man, I love doing podcasts. It's just, I saw Joe Rogan doing it. I was like, there's no way this guy can be doing it by, him. there's no way that this guy's doing it. And now I'm not doing it. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So it's exciting um, to see. So um, tell me what's going on. Uh, like, what, what has been the biggest impact that you felt with COVID, for, like w- with the band? Because I, you know, I think of a band. I think that you need to go on tour. I think that you need to, you know sell hard copies of something and maybe some merch like i'm not sure like maybe ticket sales are part of that like what's paying Mm -hmm. you know how is a band making money on a business side of it so i'm thinking covid has probably affected it um to a certain degree and so i was wondering what you know what what has that really felt like for your band honestly we've been impacted in a great way and it's really weird because if we were still playing shows like on the regular and, and doing everything else, we wouldn't have spent as much time investing into all the little things like how you mentioned before, you know, for the video stuff and everything bored. Um, we wouldn't have been able to invest into that because it'd be show, 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 show grind, everything else. Right. Boom, boom, boom. But since we haven't had to do that, it was like we get to focus on, you know, our brand and and, and with hopes of when shows do come back that we'll be able to, you know, basically what we're doing is we're doing the work of what a label would do for us and, and that kind of thing and doing it all on our own and learning it. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the, I guess you could say as far as the impact of it is that is the way that it's kind of done is just force us to be, uh, to think differently. It's forced us to, you know, we could sit here and we could have just done nothing, but it was like, mm, we could, but we don't have to. And the only reason why we don't have to is because we make these opportunities for ourselves. So basically it's just kind of, you know, the way it's impacted us has been in a positive way. And, um, you know, we, we've been very uh, fortunate for that. So yeah, it's been weird, but it worked. <laughs> hey man, that's, I mean, that's, that's great, dude. You, you saw an opportunity, you're capitalizing on it, you know, and making the best of it. And, and that's all any, I guess entrepreneurial effort could really hope for is like you have to just go with it. You have to make the best of wherever you are in that stage. Mm-hmm. And I mean, bands are, it's all oh, for sure. It's now that I, it's so funny. It's like, it's like we, I, now talking about a band is like talking about a business. It really is because if you're not operating at that yeah, level 100%. in a band, you're not moving in, in a direction of a mm-hmm. band that is worth, pursuing you know i don't know there's garage band stuff yep. you know there's hanging out with your boys and then there's making that business mm-hmm. effort to market your your band to a next you know category yeah. anyways um so let's keep oh, yeah. moving on let's for keep sure 100 that i'm gonna i'm gonna keep uh, keep moving on through these questions here because uh i there's just i want these questions some of these questions here i really want uh to ask anyway so um what's sure. going yeah What's going on currently with the band? Give me details on the latest content, um, because I I know the listeners out there are probably like, oh my god, like you know we're talking about these dudes, but where do I find everything? So, <laughs> give me uh, tell tell me what the latest what the latest content is that you guys have put out and um, where we can find you at right now. I'm this isn't the end of the episode, but this is specifically for your YouTube stuff because I know like I like to spend a lot of time there. So yeah. Yes. So um, we just put out our, actually, we just put out our EP, which is called uh, Prismatic. Um, we just put that out uh, a couple weeks ago with a music video for our latest single, which is called Remember to Forget. Um, we just put all that out on YouTube, which is going to be a Red Keep official. Um, 
and we have you know really been like figuring out different strategies for Instagram, Facebook, and everything else outside of that. But um, since we're not going to be having the music until later on this year, you're gonna, we're going to be focusing on doing more um, YouTube-esque, I guess you can say, like more tutorials, um, you know, gear breakdowns, stupid challenges that are out there, like the one chip challenge thing. Like we're going to be doing those kind of stuff just because it's like you know we want to be more than just a band on YouTube. We, we want to actually be YouTubers in a band. So yeah. you're gonna see a lot of that stuff going forward, covers and everything else. But um, yeah, that's um, that's currently, you know, we're actually uh, gearing up to start our recording process at the end of the month. So our first official day recording is on the thirtieth. So um, yeah, we're we're busy. <laughs> Dude, yeah, no, and I mean, like, it's. I mean, I just want to go back to the content though. Like, if anybody is like. I, I I don't know I I I I'm guess I'm trying to really get across that like your guys' videos and stuff is like it's really doing a lot for you as a band right it's really helping solidify the brand on it and stuff oh, I, yeah. I think just the business aspect of the podcast sort of thing of how I look at personally how I look at things you know sort of is is I just think it's mm-hmm. I think it's done really well I really like the uh uh the dark official music video um my wife and I actually got married there at this hotel that you guys featured um, in the video. And uh, man, this is so creative, dude. It's Isn't it nice, dude. It's awesome, man. It's done. It's done. It's done well. And so you did part, you did, you, did you direct this video? Um, so no, that one was uh, Corey Mayo out of Clovis. He is um, the guy that really helped, um, I don't know, I guess you could say he really inspired me to start getting into this kind of stuff. But um, okay. he did all of our music videos up to that point. And uh, the guy's guy's an absolute animal. And, uh, yeah, he really, like, he took our idea and ran with it. Wow, dude. Yeah, it's super cool, man. Really, really, really cool stuff. And I'm going to I'm gonna be putting all the links in the, in, in the show descriptions and everything because I'm really excited for people to see this kind of stuff. It's always cool. It's like it adds more to this podcast universe. I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but like if someone listens to the show and then you tell them there's mm-hmm. links available oh, yeah. to go watch what we just talked about, it, it, I don't know, it adds to the experience. It's, I don't know, it's super cool. Um, I'm just, I don't know, man. This, is, this, the, it's just really exciting, man. It's really exciting to see what's going to happen uh, when 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 things open up for you guys, man. I'm excited to see what the tour is going to be like, man. Mm-hmm. That'll be awesome when it, when everything gets oh, back to normal. Oh wait. my goodness, I can't wait. It's, um, it's going to be great. Just, I'm just excited for it. I'm just excited for that in general. So, I mean, speaking out when things open up, um, like in the future, what what's what's the next what's the next goal for Red Keep? Um, honestly, it's just, uh, our next big goal is to finish the CD. Um, that is, you know, we're going to, we're doing everything that, you know, obviously DIY, we're doing everything on our own. And, um, you know, what we want to do, I guess you can say even more, like if you pull the, the layer back even more. So it's that we want to be able to put out the best release we can put out in the most professional way. Um, by ourselves, you know what I mean. Obviously, if anything ever came forward and was like, "Hey, you know, we're willing to pick you guys up for this," da, 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 of course we do it. But being able to, you know, at this point, you know, what's what's feasible and what's logical in, in our minds is 
let's just do what we the only thing we can control is ourselves so let's do it like let's do this the right way that's the it's yeah. you know this whole strategy that we we are building behind it you know it's just doing that so definitely finishing the album and then you know just being ready for when we can go back out there and play shows safely and everything else like that's you know that's such a distant goal but it's one that we have in the back of our minds because we want to put on on the best show that we can put on yeah. so and when it comes time for that, you know, obviously we're going to be building our production back up and doing everything else from there. Have you guys thought about doing maybe a possibly like live feed, doing a live video version of, of a show, possibly like in a warehouse or something than just that's doing been, a whole team? Yeah, that's been something that we've been flirting with. We actually um, might be doing something with one of our endorsers um, down in L.A. Um, so that's something that we are currently working out and, and figuring out from there that's definitely something though that we want to do because you know it's so different but it's like you know if shows aren't coming back until 2022 then we got to do something like that yeah for sure yeah that would be really cool dude that'd be super cool that'd be dope i've been, I've been doing yeah, that that's it takes a lot of work but doable I mean, that's how they're doing all the fights nowadays, man. That's how they're doing all these fights these days. Everything's just yeah. doing these small little live stream production crews that are just like really like. <laughs> it's weird, man. Did you see? Did you catch the? Did you catch the Mike Tyson fight? The his uh, with Roy Jones Jr. Oh my god, yeah, dude. That mm-hmm. whole entire yep. operation was like legitimately, legitimately like YouTube like content creators had their moment and like put that thing together. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Oh, for sure. Like the fact that they were able to do that during a pandemic. (laughs) Yeah, dude, that was a while. It was wild, dude. It was just, I mean, I thought it was great. I was awesome. I really enjoyed the, I really enjoyed the card. It was awesome. (laughs) I enjoyed it. (laughs) It was fun. Um, but it was just, it was just just so fun. Yeah, exactly, man. It was weird. It was weird because it was like you. It was literally like it was literally. It felt like YouTube, like some YouTubers was putting it on for you, but like they did it well though. It was weird. It, Seriously, yeah. Because it wasn't like yeah, a, it wasn't like comedy. It was Central. like the best self-produced thing ever. Exactly. It wasn't ESPN. It wasn't like some big network or anything. It was just like nope. it was just there. It was it was it was good. It Triller. Was exactly <laughs> who the hell knows triller like what is that <laughs> oh i know right and weed maps oh, was man. all over it weed maps was all over it that was awesome <laughs> all over <laughs> yeah that but definitely came from mike that's, tyson that's the For future sure. though dude that's a, <laughs> that's literally the future though because like like yep. that's why your band is a business you know that's the future you're gonna have a oh yeah a sub following that whatever you're associated with is going to be marketable for whoever you do business with, you know, brand mm-hmm. endorsements, whatever it might be and stuff. So, oh yeah, all this stuff is, I don't know, this is, this is super interesting oh, yeah. to this me. Is building networking. Exactly. Exactly. So speaking mm-hmm. of networking, tell me about SJ drums. Tell me about SJ. Am I saying that right, man? Is it SJC or just SJ? Drums? SJC. Yeah, SJC. you're close. You're one letter short. SJC. Okay. <laughs> SJC. Okay. Um, tell me about SJC. Um, give me a, give me the breakdown. Cause I know you said that uh, it's, it is, um, it's a, it's, you know, now you're doing work with them. Um, just kind of give me the breakdown of that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, started with them about, oh God, I got my first drum set from them. Jeez, a while back. I can't remember when. And, um, you know, those, that was the drum company that I always wanted to be a part of. 
you know, I'd go to Nam and I would be like, uh, you know, that would be the booth that I would go and look for because they just, I don't know, like I always, I saw these Warped Tour bands doing it and like playing these sick looking drums and they sounded great. And I just love like how, I don't know, just like how edgy they felt. Yeah. Uh, you know, to see like, you know, a band like Bring Me Horizon playing them or a band like, uh, you know, For Your Strong or, you know, all these bands that were just, just crushing it. And I would see these, the, that, that logo on them all. And I remember just like like going onto their website and just looking at it like, man, I wish I could have this drum set that would do this and have that because they're a custom drum company. Right. Um, so moving forward, you know, I saw an opportunity to pick up a, a use kit that was on their website. Got that, and I that just opened so many doors, so many doors. Because I would go, you know, go to Nam. I'd go and talk with them. I got to meet Mike and you know the, the crew. And then what really changed it all though was um, this concert that was in Sacramento called Extreme Thing. Um, they had a little booth um, within like this little music experience thing that was there, and uh, I didn't really care to be at that concert. My ex girlfriend was a, a concert photographer. So she was shooting it, and I was like, "Oh, I'll just hang out here with Zach, which is uh, the brand manager for for SJC, and you know, I'll just hang out with him and help sell some drums." And that was that changed it all because Zach's like, "I want this dude everywhere I can find him, like anytime I'm in California, because he helped me out so much." Wow. And um, you know, just like you know, the cool thing with SJC is when you play their drums, they endorse you. Like it's not like one of those things like I have to contact them and be like, "Hey guys, like I play your drums, like look at my stuff." Yeah. No, they they look at it like if you are playing our stuff and endorsing us, why shouldn't we not endorse you? Yeah. So they treat everyone, you know, from being, you know, Trey Cool down to Joe Schmo. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Um, and I've just been able to build from going from like a endorsed drummer kind of relationship to a professional one, just because you know, uh, you know, Mike Chapari, the owner or one of the co-owners and everything else, he's you know one of my not only one of my biggest inspirations, but he's also one of my closest friends, and he's kind of like the the big brother I never knew I'd have kind of thing. Yeah. Um. You know, I always go to him for advice and just uh, that guy's drive and just business etiquette and just everything else. Like always thinking, the dude never stops working. Um. You know, seeing that's always been really inspirational to me. So it's like, you know, getting to, you know, do that and and have that relationship with him has been great. You know, I've uh, just started doing, you know, work with their social media um, and doing all that stuff. And I would always be the guy that was answering the messages on, you know, Facebook and Instagram saying, hey, this is this and that. So just taking that role up to a, another level. And on top of that, just trying to be the best brand ambassador as I can for the guys just because, you know, it's a small crew. Everyone thinks that SJC is huge. No, it's, it's literally like shit, 10 huh? people. And they make the most drums, like, for all the up-and-coming drummers and stuff like that. I mean, in my opinion, they do. But, um, yeah, just being able to, to work with them. And, you know, we all kind of have the common goals to try to get that drum company as far into the public eye and into the best way that we can. So if I can help them out doing any of that, that's, you know, be a part of that journey and be part of that, like, story, I guess you can say. Yeah. I, it's a, that just That's all I need. That's super cool, man. No, man, they super cool. Um I don't know. Would you would you consider them a boutique company? Like boutique drums? Um, I think they. I don't know if you would consider them boutique because boutique is more like, you know, you almost you know you get them and you never want to play them because they're so nice. Which of course, SJC can do anything. 
Right. I think that they they've they started out that way, but I think now you know to me they're you know big three. Yeah. In my opinion, you know, like you have these other companies that are out there that are huge and they're these big old conglomerates and whatnot. Right. And the fact that you know they have you know all these other companies have hundreds of employees where SJC has ten. You know, or, or I might even be overdoing it. There might be eight. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, and the fact that they're able to hang with those companies like that, I, it's just that to me, you know, I, I feel like they're right there with them. They just got to deal with Guitar Center. You know, they're going to be in Guitar Centers now. Wow, that's awesome. Um, that's they good for them. They're already with uh, Sweetwater. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's huge. That's a that's huge great. thing, being yeah. part of that. Because everyone wants to be able to play them. You know? Exactly. So now they have the option to go and play them at stores. And it's just cool to see that, you know, that's something that like, I know we've always talked about and then like all the stuff that we've talked about on our tours and stuff like that, you know, just kind of seeing them, you know, really go forward. And also they work really closely with Vans, you know, um, Vans has been really awesome to us and has done, the only reason we, we've been able to do the tours we've been able to do is because of Vans. So, um, you know, just, just seeing this, everything that Mike and the crew have, you know, sought out to do and doing it, it's just, I don't know. I think that's really putting putting them into a realm into their own self. Like, yeah. So like, you know, obviously there's big drum companies out there that are that are huge, but I think SJC is right there with them, and they're doing something different. It's 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 a, you know, the one thing that I I think is cool about it is that, you know, it's such a it's a small organization as far as like manpower behind it like their unit is tight and it's super cool that that means that those dollars that are spent are really affecting those people's lives you know what i'm saying it's not like there's a giant orchestrated yeah. army of you know like you said conglomerate companies and you know there's people that are buying those drums are really are are really making a difference in in those people's lives you know mm -hmm. that's really impressive and that's really cool oh yeah you know, it just it's it's super cool to see that. You know, I know like uh, my brother's a drummer too, so he's he like he's mm -hmm. really into, you know, like just like the the I know drummers like have like I mean it's like guitar players you have to have like a really cool guitar like design on your guitar. I know drummers are like that too, and like SJ SJC drums, yeah. you guys those drums are not like typical skin drums. Like they are super cool. Like the designs oh. on them are oh. just wicked. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, really cool stuff there. Well, and and their mentality is, you know, we want to build your dream kit. You know, we want to, you know, take dreams and make them a reality kind of thing. And like, I mean, they've had some wacky ones, man. Like the DeLorean kit literally was modeled after the DeLorean from Back to the Future. It had the gold wings. It had everything. It's one of the craziest drum sets I've ever seen. You know, you have something like that. You have one that was for this band called Ice Nine Kills that's literally popcorn buckets. Uh, and the hoops are popcorn. Um, you have another one that's, you know, all the stuff that they do for Jay from Slipknot, it's crazy. All the stuff that they do, um, you know, for Trey Cool and Josh Dunn from 21 Pilots, like, they do amazing stuff. But the cool thing about it is that that's not exclusive to just them. Like, yeah. if I wanted to go up to them and be like, hey, I want a kit that does this, and they'd be like, okay, well, let's figure it. Like, my kit, for instance, you know, I have, uh, it looks like brick and mortar. And it literally has like actual mortar in the drum, like to hold it together. And then like we used a, we designed it with like reclaimed wood, and it wow. has like reclaimed wood all the way around it. And it was just a crazy idea that we had on tour. And that's the cool thing about it. It's like, you know, they they can do whatever they want, 
and basically the sky's the limit. And the other good thing is, is that they are also really there for the young and upcoming talent. Yeah. That's the thing. Like seeing all the drummers I see on like the social media, you know, like Instagram and all that stuff that are, you know, inspired because of SJC. It's like, it, that's, that to me is a huge thing is because they're not just like, Hey, buy our drums. They're like, no, Hey, buy our drums. And what can we do for you? You know, how can we help you get to the next level? What is it that you need from us to help make you do this and be happy? You know, it actually sees just the best. It seriously is. I can, I can go on and on about how inspirational they are to me and to everybody else. And just along like, you know, just some of the best people I've ever met in my life. So, I mean, you 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 said custom drums, right? What was that? I'm sorry. You, the, 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 so S, SJC is they are custom drums, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, when, when but you, they also have drums. Uh, so they're primarily custom, but what they do is uh, now they have um, kits at a little bit lower of a price point that are um, you know pre you know like setup kits so they only have like an x amount of options so right you know they have like the tour series they have the navigators they have you know the buskers all these different ones that are you know at different price points to kind of be able to go for anybody and obviously the creme de la creme is the custom stuff which is where they came from um, right but now they have production kits that make it a little bit easier to get SJC in people's hands no well that makes sense i mean that makes sense too especially if you're going to be in you're going to be you know at guitar center and sweetwater these other giant you know dr- retailers um but it makes sense that they would that they would have that like those options available too for the drummers but you know like but you you so mm-hmm. for custom drums though like for for you like what does that like look like Did, what what pieces of the kit are you like specifically looking at when you're ordering your like drums from this company, like, cause I know, like I said, my, my brother's a drummer too. And like, mm-hmm. not only can you get like super cool tricked out skins, like, like shells on these kits and stuff like that. But like, what is the customizable like features that you like, we're talking about here? It's like different, different, like sort of mm-hmm. sets that you can build out or what can you can break that down a little bit? Yeah. So you can actually, um, SJC actually has a virtual kit designer that has a lot of options on there, but it's, uh, you know, that's just what they, you know, that doesn't mean if it's not there that they can't do it. For instance, um, like from, I'll, I'll go over with just for mine, you know, the, the, A, the sizes are custom to them. You know, like I have a 24 by 16 bass drum, you know what I mean? And, and I have mahogany shells instead of normal maple shells. And I have maple re-rings to, to change the, the tone of them and, and just add another dimension to the drums you know obviously i have brick and mortar a uh, finish on the outside that's like legitimate vinyl with mortar <laughs> and wow. um i mean what other company can do that you know what i mean even in my bass drum hoops you know i have a distressed walnut with an actual mortar inlay in it the, to match the drum um let's see i have antique brass hardware no one puts out antique brass hardware really um and it just just being able to go there, but also it's like, you know, I, I hit them up one time thinking about this, and I'm still going to do this eventually, but um, I want to make a, a drum, a snare drum that's made, you know, modeled after the dire wolves from Game of Thrones. Like, I want it to have the fur, but distress fur, and, like, the badge is all, you know, like, cut up and, like, wow. battle-worn and, you know, crazy stuff like that. 
Yeah. They built one that's like all wood burn that looks like the Coliseum. You know what I mean? Like, it's whatever you can think of. Like, if there's one that looks like the Mario, um, you know, the little shoots that Mario has? Right. Like, where he goes down and blue, blue, blue. You know, those things? There's a drum set that looks like that. Literally. Like, like you can go on the SJC Drums website and literally get lost in the crazy creative things that they've been able to do. And it's just anything you custom. If I wanted, you know, a 24 by 26 bass drum, I could do it. You know, if I wanted a, a drum set to look like a cotton candy cart, like I could make it, they can figure it out. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's literally whatever you can think of, they'll figure out how to do it. And that's for sure. Wow. Like I've seen them do some crazy, I mean, the, like I said, the DeLorean kit alone is just insane. You know, they made one look like wood that looks like for Imagine Dragons. Like it's, there's some crazy stuff out there, man. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Just whatever. If you have, like, you imagine, like, you ever play video games? Like, in Grand Theft Auto video games, you get to change your clothes and, like, change your style and stuff, right? Like, that's just kind of cool that, yeah. like, this company, mm-hmm. like, like offers sort of this sort of, like, you know, like you said, this that, that, the, the uh, digital design your own kit sort of um, thing that you can do. And then also, oh, yeah. you know, obviously the mm-hmm. demonstrated products that they've already done, like, the, like you mentioned, the DeLorean kit. Like, wow. Like, that's just... Man, that's awesome. Like that's I know for drummers, drummers are freaking out because like, oh my god, I can customize this every little piece. Because I'm a guitar player, you know, and I know what I like. I like certain little mm-hmm. pieces of hardware to be certain th- ways that you know I like them, and the finishes to look certain ways and to feel certain ways. Like I already know how much I want my yeah. guitar to be customized to me. I just it's hard. I don't want to speak on behalf of drummers because I'm not mm-hmm. a drummer, and I just know that drummers are like, oh my god, every little detail. Like you're talking about the brass, you know, finished oh, yeah. hardware, that hardware that, that, you know, that looks aged, you know, and it, that's a level of detail that you're not mm-hmm. going to find on a kit from, you know, I'll just say it, you know, Pearl, that's just like, you know, out on the floor, you know, like I'm sure yeah. you can, oh, you yeah, can, you sure. can, I'm sure you can oh, obviously yeah. get that from them eventually, but like this is not like mm-hmm. the, the customizability that this company that is able to demonstrate is like, that's wild. That's awesome, man. For drum enthusiasts, drummers out there, they're free. Oh, and they can do it too. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, they're amazing. And, and also being able to like, you know, not only do they look great, but they play so, the tune, they hold their tuning so, I mean, they ship it from Massachusetts and it gets here and it's still in tune. Wow. And that's going through how many different climates throughout all these different temperatures and everything else. That just, it's just the quality of, of what you're playing is is hands down like to me it's underrated in some sense because people mm-hmm. sit there and they think like oh it's a custom flashy drum company you're bad or some people do not a lot of them but there are people out there like oh whatever and then like they get them and they're like wow that sounds so good because the craftsmanship that's put into it is hands down if if not the best i don't it, to me it's the best yeah. like there's nothing that beats them there really isn't just because the craftsmanship and the Everything else, they check every single box, and they're also just amazing people. That that to me goes a long ways. You know, I'm I'm glad to work with a company that I can endorse and that endorse me, but also have the same beliefs that I have and have the same like, you know, I guess you can say passion about it and everything else. It's it's good to be able to link yeah. up with people like that. No, totally, man. Exactly, it makes sense. You know, it makes sense when you find a company that's just as passionate about drums. And, you know, as you are, you're like, yeah, this makes sense. This is my home. You know, it fits. Mm. So, you know, we're talking about drums and stuff here. We're coming to the oh, end yeah. of the episode. 
we got hour and f- an hour and 15 minutes on this episode so far, man. This is a good one. This is a good one, man. Typically, I get that 45-minute to hour mark. And uh, when the when it gets to that hour mm-hmm. 15, you definitely know you've been talking to another musician, you know? <laughs> right? Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> um, so I got this last question here for you, Travis, man. Uh, it's been a good time hanging out, just chatting and catching up and everything. Um, but I, I, I'm going to ask sure. this question, another musician question. Um, but what is your favorite piece of drum equipment? What is the one thing that you can't live without that if it was, if it, something went wrong and this one piece was not working right, you would not have a great day. Hmm. My pedals. That's, that's a big thing for me because I do a lot of footwork and I do a lot of double bass and I do a lot of like this crazy stuff like that and when those aren't firing right and you're just not feeling right or say something's wearing out or whatever if that's going out geez that makes for a long long performance that is for sure so uh, yeah definitely my pedals for 100% because I can deal with you know like if my snare drum's not you know right or something like that I can figure that out but pedals that's like the fount for me. It's the foundation for me. So it's like, if I don't have the pedals that I know, it, it's kind of weird because you kind of get like this relationship with them when you know, like when you find the right pedal for you to use and with the right settings, you kind of like, it's hard to go, you know, to another one and be like, Oh, I can do the same thing. Like you can, it just takes you, might take a second for you to figure it out because if you can do it on one, you can do it on any, it's just figuring out how they respond and, and I feel like that's what really dials you into your drum set. That's really what connects you with it because it's like when you, it's almost like you strap yourself in and, you know, you put your feet on those pedals and it's like, all right, everything else should be where it's at. The pedals aren't moving anywhere. I know that's that. I can build my kit around that. Boom. Because anytime I redo my drum set, that's my first thing I always do is figure out where my pedals are going to go. And if I can do that, then I can build my entire kit around it. So pedals for sure. Wow. That was such a great answer, man. That's such a great answer. Only only musicians would give that kind of answer, man. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Well, right? Travis, oh, it's such a weird thing too, you know. It, I mean, it makes a lot of sense if you get the foundation right. You got to start with foundation, man. Oh, for sure, for sure. Hey, man, it was it's been great chatting, man. I've had a really good time uh, catching up with you, Travis, and just hearing about all the things that you're working on. And I just want to say I wish you the best of luck on all of your uh, your all of your, all the things that you're working on, man. You got your hands in a lot of cookie jars here, so I'm I'm really excited for what you're working yep. on, man. I'm really excited for the band that's Red Keep, guys. Um, but uh, before we sign off here, man, can you please uh, just go ahead and give us uh, give us uh, uh, all the information, all the all the plugs that we need to know for where we can find, listen, watch mm-hmm. anything that we need to watch um, mm-hmm. that we've talked about uh, today and shout out anybody you want to, man. Yeah, for sure. So um, you can find the band at Red Keep Official on all platforms. Uh we uh, just recently launched a Discord. Um, I'm super new to Discord. I have no idea how to use it that well, but um, luckily Sam does. Um, so definitely go over to our Instagram at Red Keep Official. Hit that link in the bio. It has all of our links there. Go stream us on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere that you listen to music. Um, you know, just want to give a shout out to yourself, man. Thank you for having 
having me for this time and me kind of rambling on and doing what I do and and uh, it's great seeing you know you go out there and and do all this stuff that I know that you are very passionate about and and that you've always really wanted to do and and it's it's great to see that that's why I wanted to hop on here and uh, you know do this so bad just because you know a I haven't talked to you in forever and b you know just be able to um, to do just to collaborate and something fun like this has been great. So shout out to yourself, man. And, uh, you know, another one, just all the guys in the band and everybody else that's really gone out and supported us, you know, thank you guys for all the love and support SJC drums, legato symbols, uh, for supporting me and everything that I do. Um, they're just, both of those companies have been amazing. Um, but yeah, definitely go and follow us all. Uh, you can follow me as, <laughs> My Instagram handle's ridiculous. It's Squatch Cookies. Uh, yeah, I said Squatch Cookies. It's it's a long story, but um, yeah, go follow me. Go follow the band, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of a little hot take there, I guess you could say. Oh, and uh, just one last little thing. We are starting to record at the end of the month with Daniel Gailey, a fit for a king, um, and expect the CD hopefully by summer. So wow. that's uh, that's the future for good old Travis and Red Keep here. Oh man, wow, Travis, that's awesome. Music videos man. for every song too. Dude, that's <laughs> awesome, man. That is awesome. Well, guys, you heard it here on the Average Fells podcast. Thank you, Travis, uh, from for just being here, man. That's Travis from Red Keep, guys. Uh, go check out all their stuff. Go check out all their links. And once again, guys, thank you for listening, uh, rating, reviewing, subscribing to the Average Fells podcast. And go check out our website, www.averagefells.com. You can get your coffee subscription there. That's a four-ounce bag of specialty craft coffee. Anyways, guys, that's, uh, that's us, the fellas. Peace and love.